Okay, good luck. Good luck, Yehuda. Good luck, David. Good luck, Rebero. Good chaydish. Um, the month of El, we know, is a month when the king is in the field and uh, Hashem listens to us and answers our prayers in a very unique way. And uh, I want to share with you a story I just heard today, a story which isn't printed anywhere, a story that happened to my brother-in-law. I'm in Las Vegas for Shabbos. Hey, Hassel, good luck. And I haven't, um, he said it's not printed anywhere. It's, it's an incredible story. And it really um, highlights divine providence. And uh, Hashem always finds a way to answer us and that we're always uh, in good hands. So here's the story. My uh, niece, Ahuva Esther Ives, has special needs. And when my brother and sister-in-law, Rabbi Mrs. Yossi and Rifki Ives, moved from Britain to, um, to, um, to, to Bermona, New York, so um, they needed to uh, learn a whole new system of how um, to, to uh, receive government uh, um, assistance for their child. And the way it works is that um, the government sends over someone, insurance sends over someone, someone rather, and the insurance asks you like 50 questions to evaluate the um, needs of the child to figure out what tier of assistance you qualify for. So based upon all the questions that they ask, they're able to figure out, you know, what you what kind of assistance you would earn based upon their, their system. So this guy comes and uh, he asks him a bunch of questions and he's going on his computer and asking the questions. And after he finishes asking all the questions, he says, I'm sorry, you're one point below the higher tier of assistance. It's like, it's like so small. Um, I'm so sorry that you're not getting the higher assistance. I wish there was a way to get you the higher assistance. Maybe we could, I could re-ask you these questions and maybe we'll find some wiggle room in the, in, in the answers so that you could possibly earn the higher kind of assistance, which I think that you probably would deserve. So we, he, and they're, they're totally shocked because <laughs> this guy is working for the insurance. So the goal of someone who's, the adjuster, I don't know if that's the right term for uh, medical needs, but the, the, the goal of the guy who's, who's representing the insurance is to, is to protect his company and to make sure his company is not paying what they're not responsible to pay. So he should have been very happy that they just were below the higher tier and therefore they don't have to pay for more assistance. But instead the guy's like, oh, let me re-ask you these questions. Let's do the whole thing all over again. And he asks them the questions again and they... They, they, they submit, they give the answers, and somehow he finds a way to make them uh, uh, beneficiaries of higher assistance, which they needed for, for my niece, for their daughter. They, they, they finish, and the guy says, I want to tell you why I'm doing this. This guy is an Italian Catholic, um, and he is American, and he is, uh, he tells them, I'm doing this because of him. He points the picture of the Rebbe in their living room. I'm doing this because of him. And I want to tell you about how special this man is. <laughs> now they got now he had their attention. What is this guy going to tell them about the Rebbe that they don't know, you know? So the guy said like this. He, before working for this insurance company, 
he was in the Special Forces of the United States. They didn't say which one. It was Marines or, or, or some, some, some highly trained Special Force unit. And there's a lot of trauma that you have when you're in such a unit because you have to really, um, so the, you know, it's, can imagine you're, 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 you're dealing directly with people and with violence and it's hands-on. So it was too much for him, this guy says. It was too much. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't handle this. I was, I was having nightmares about this. It was bothering me. And I finally left this position. But to go acclimate to regular normal life was also very hard. How could I acclimate to regular, regular normal life after being, things are so intense and things are so hard. How could I suddenly switch from being so intense and so hard and so like, you know, like there's a whole team of people behind you and, and now to go to do like a regular job, I couldn't do it. I got, became very depressed. I became very depressed and I, and I came, kept on getting, switching jobs, working one place and getting fired or leaving and quitting and another place. I went on and I was depressed and I, I couldn't handle this. Um, I couldn't handle it. Just, I couldn't go back to, to be a regular citizen after having all of this, um, with, bag, with all this baggage, all this trauma. So in this period, I got this job uh, working in construction for the city. And I was, uh, I was responsible for putting new tar on, on the streets. And what street was I working on? I was working on Eastern Parkway. Have you heard of Eastern Parkway, he asks them. Yeah, they heard of Eastern Parkway. Have you heard of 770 Eastern Parkway? Yeah, they heard of 770 Eastern Parkway. So he says, I'm in front of 770 Eastern Parkway, I'm working on the street, and I'm, it's really like a low point. It's not an easy, it's a hot day in the summertime, it's really hot, and I'm putting the, the tar, it's a really bad job. And all of a sudden, this... He called the Rebbe this little man. The Rebbe's not little, but to him, the Rebbe looked little. And he comes with his whole entourage. And he comes over to me. And he gives me a dollar. And he says, this is for charity. And I want you to know that you're doing a marvelous job. That's what the Rebbe said. I want you to know that you're doing a marvelous job. And this guy, what that did for him, was, was it changed things from, from night to day. He was so distraught and so depressed. And the Rebbe's little one line of encouragement, and he knew, he could tell that the Rebbe was someone special. Like the Rebbe came with a whole entourage, and uh, the Rebbe gave him a dollar. And right after the Rebbe gave him the dollar, one of the Hasidim went over to him and said, don't spend it, you know, this is something special. So um, so, so these words that Rebbe said to him, it, it transformed him. It made him feel like, like he's, he's valuable. He, he's a reason to do something in this world. It, that, that he, it matters. It may not be the special forces, but whatever he's doing matters. And this like saved his life. So that, that's a story. And so he told my brother and sister-in-law, he said, after meeting the Rebbe, and, and, and how, seeing how the Rebbe you know, lifted me up, I wanted to do, you know, continue this. I learned from him this, this, this kindness, and I want to help you also. So you should be able to get the best treatment for for your child so this is very um in sync with a a rashi rashi says you cannot stand by your brother's blood and rashi says for example if someone's drowning and you're able to save them you cannot stand by so the simple meaning is if you you can don't know how to swim you don't you're not obligated to go jump in the water but if you could if you could help you can't stand idly by 
But the Rebbe translates these words differently. If you're standing there, you could save him. Rashi says, you don't stand by your brother's blood and you could save him. If you're there, there's something you must be able to do. What could you do? Sometimes all you could do is just give over a kind word and, and, and feel the other person and, and, and connect with them and give them some words of encouragement. As the Rebbe did for this person, this person in the street, you know, this, this, this Italian man who was working in the street in front of 770, fixing the, the putting the tar on you know, the people that, you know, no one pays attention to these kind of people, right? They're just working, they're, they're one of the guys, you know, the, there's the guy that fixes the sink and the guy that fixes the toilet and the guy that, and the Rebbe stopped everything and walked over to him and told him, I want you to know you're doing a marvelous job. Wouldn't it be a great thing if we walked over to people in their lives and, and just said that to them and give, and give them some encouragement? be a different world. Anyways, this is the time when Hashem does that for each of us. King is in the field, and he smiles to us and says to us, guys, Yehuda, Hashem tells you, the king is in the field, says, you're doing a great job, Nachamendel. That's what's happening. Chanabracha. That's what, that's what happens, the king is in, is in the field. King is in the field and smiles to all of us and says, you're doing a great job, keep it up. Mashiach is about to come, get ready. You're doing a great job. All right. Gutvach, Nachamendel, Gutchoydesh, Gudvach and Chedesh David, Gudvach and Chedesh Hessel, Gudvach and Chedesh Beryl, Gudvach and Chedesh, Chedesh uh, all everyone, and uh, we shall see Mashiach now. Amen.